Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... (laughs) Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Hey parents, you're listening to the Project Parenthood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nanika Kaur, clinical psychologist and respectful parenting therapist. Each week, I'll introduce you to the same respectful parenting practices that I use to help parents repair and deepen connections with their children. You'll get tips for cultivating more parental self-compassion, more cooperation from your kids, and more joy, peace, and resilience in your relationship with them. In today's episode, I'm talking about the challenges that come with co-parenting with a partner who isn't on board with respectful parenting. Yet? Stick around till the end to hear about what you can do in the heat of the moment when you notice your partner in conflict with your child. It's a common story. You've read a dozen books. You follow countless respectful and peaceful parenting quote-unquote influencers and you're committed to raising your child from this mindful and intentional perspective. As you start to embrace a new way of parenting, you might encounter a lot of pushback from your partner who doesn't understand why you're parenting this way. So almost all of the connected parenting falls to you. It's as if your partner doesn't have any alternatives other than yelling, shutting down emotionality, intimidation, and doling out punishments. They get so irritated with their perception of your parenting as permissive or passive that you may even buckle under the pressure and dial up the harsh or strict parenting in their presence. It can feel like there's no way forward. While you have a relationship with your child in which the trust and expectations are clear, sometimes it's just not the same with your child's other parent. Your partner may often find themselves in power struggles and endless negotiations. From your partner's traditional parenting perspective, your child seems out of control and disrespectful. It's outlandish to them that you allow your child to have explosive outbursts over what your partner thinks are unimportant things. From your perspective, however, you realize that your kiddo is having developmentally appropriate regulation challenges that you're fully confident they'll outgrow without you having to control or coerce them away. Meanwhile, your partner sees your child's expression of big feelings as unacceptable, something to be stopped or punished before you adults drown in a sea of disrespect. They may believe that shaming is an appropriate tool for changing another person's behavior. The pressure to treat children as problems and objects to be controlled is huge as it is 
And when it's coming from someone you love, it can be hard to bear. So what can you do in this challenging situation? Well, one thing you can do is stick with just saying what you see. When you notice your partner and your child are having difficulty with one another, instead of getting involved, say what you observe, not what you're interpreting or judgments you have about your partner's behavior. You could say something like, looks like kiddo is angry because she wants that screen time she was promised, and dad seems frustrated about the dishes left on the sink. This is a tough problem. Not only will both parties feel heard, but you're also giving them both information about the other person's emotional state, helping them to understand where the other person is coming from. Another way to cope is to simply be the parent you want your child's other parent to be. Sometimes you can only lead by example with respectful parenting. So model what you want to see. Give your partner opportunities to observe you and the way you are with your child when they're having big feelings or have done something unacceptable. Your partner may learn from you in that way. So work on finding the way that you want to respond to your child and work on getting good at it, because your partner may be watching or listening and taking it in. You can certainly share your perspective with your partner. But when you're on different pages as parents, it can be hard to have discussions about it without both of you becoming defensive. So set yourself up for success. Unless it's egregious, like someone's in danger of being seriously physically or emotionally harmed, try to stay out of it until you and your partner can speak privately. And when you do get them alone, ask for permission to share your views by saying something like, hey, I had a thought about your interaction with kiddo earlier. Are you in a place to hear it right now? Or when your partner questions your parenting choices, you can respond, I have a different perspective on that. Do you want to hear it? Asking for permission not only models another way of sharing a different view, but it also allows them to mentally prepare for hearing something that'll conflict with their currently held opinions. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... (laughs) (laughs) Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. (laughs) Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The days are officially getting longer, and while there may be a bit more daylight, do you still feel like there isn't enough time to do things like plan and shop for healthy meals? Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. Take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your health goals, your tastes, the appliances you use, and more. Then, they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week, along with delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole, trusted ingredients. Save hours planning, shopping, and cooking. Hungry Root delivers food you'll love. 
As a busy parent striving for healthier eating, Hunger Root has been a game changer for our family. Our box was filled with fresh, high-quality ingredients and simple recipes tailored to our tastes and preferences. One feature we particularly loved was the ability to customize our meals by swapping ingredients, making mealtime exciting and adaptable to our needs. Ordering was a breeze, and the convenience of having everything delivered to our door saved us valuable time. Hungry Root truly made our weekly meals easier and better, allowing us to enjoy nutritious and delicious dishes without the stress of planning and shopping. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Project Parenthood listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com parenthood to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com parenthood. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Another important thing to do in situations of parenting style conflict is to arrange for alone time for your partner and child. Consider adjusting your schedule so that they have one-on-one time without you. You might notice their relationship dramatically improve. If you're not around, they just have to work it out, and they will. Let them build trust together and in themselves. You can't control how your partner interacts with your child. Think of what routine caregiving time they can spend together, like meals, bathing, getting dressed, school pickups and drop-offs, and doctor's appointments. Another helpful strategy is to establish regular family meetings. Sometimes it helps to sit down together and come up with a plan, in writing, that works for everyone. Have everyone state what they need. What results does your partner want? Is it to make sure a certain behavior never happens again? This is a great time to explain to your partner that instead of reacting by doling out a punishment or a consequence that probably won't have much of an effect, the meeting is an opportunity to collaborate with your child to come up with a concrete and thorough plan for how you both will respond the next time your child has big feelings or breaks a rule, or otherwise behaves in ways that don't work for the adults. Caveat, the plan you come up with needs to work for everyone in the meeting. Invite your family members to help come up with a solution to the conflict. Everyone has an opportunity to suggest a possible solution. Then you all critically evaluate each suggestion and eventually make a decision on a final solution that is acceptable to all of you. People are more motivated to carry out a decision that they've participated in making rather than one that's being imposed on them by someone else. And don't forget your old pal, Radical Acceptance. It's especially challenging when your partner hasn't actually expressed that they want their parent-child relationship to change. Sometimes you might just read their upset and discomfort in their eyes and in their body language. Maybe they talk about how they just can't deal with people who, quote-unquote, don't listen, or hit, or resist, even though your child's a toddler, and those are just developmentally normal behaviors. Your partner might need to do some work on themselves and get to a place where they invest in parenting and invest time in learning how to engage with your particular child. Or perhaps they could stand to be more open to reading or learning about typical behavior for your child's age or why punishments and imposed consequences are ineffective. But the fact is, if it's not high on your partner's priority list, it's not going to happen. And it's your partner's responsibility to foster the relationship with their child. 
It's not your responsibility, and it's not your child's responsibility either. It's hard to have such a stark difference from a person you're so connected to. If you're not in therapy, you might find it helpful to journal about your thoughts and feelings that arise for you around this situation. Try to identify how these thoughts and feelings show up in your body sensations and try to label the resulting emotions. And then show yourself some self-compassion. It's challenging not to be on the same page with your parenting partner. Now, as you know, you're not going to get better at these things without practice. And don't worry about getting it perfect. Practice makes progress. Your best bet is to stay out of clashes between your partner and child. Habitually inserting yourself in order to save your child when times get hard between your partner and your child won't help the situation. When you step in to relieve everyone's angst, no one gets to practice conflict resolution. Instead, the next time you witness a conflict between your child and your partner, try to model empathy for your partner in the same way you're hoping they would show empathy to your child. Try asking what you can do to be supportive to your partner. That could sound like, what do you need right now? How can I help? Or when you notice your child is doing something like laughing when your partner's trying to set a limit and you see a conflict about to ensue, you might say something to your partner like, ugh, it's so infuriating to feel like you're not being taken seriously. When people feel seen and heard, they're often more likely to listen. And the more connected you are with hearing out your partner, the more responsive they may be about responding to your child more sensitively. Test it out and report back. People generally learn to parent through being parented themselves. Those brain pathways got laid down in childhood, so changing them isn't an overnight fix. Try to have compassion for your partner in the same way you would for your child. Also, sometimes it's better to accept that others may just not change and that badgering and shaming them about it won't encourage them to do so. Trust in your child's resilience and the strength of your relationship with them. Trust that when your partner begins to notice the trust building between you and your child, your partner may feel motivated to watch how you're handling parenting situations, and you may even hear them start to parrot your go-to responses. Rest assured that you're making good choices for your child that will really pay off one day, so stand strong in your own convictions. Remember that respecting kids isn't ever a wrong thing to do. And also remember that you can't control the relationship between your child and their other parent. Let your partner have their own relationship with your child. Don't let your fears about the future insert themselves into their relationship. They'll figure it out. It's hard to have the confidence to keep going with respectful parenting when you're not getting support from your partner. But don't give up. Remember that even if only one parent engages in non-punitive, attuned, and empathetic parenting, this will still make a huge difference in your child's life. I hope that's helpful. You can learn more about my work with parents at www.brooklynparenttherapy.com and on Instagram at BKParents. That's B-K-P-A-R-E-N-T-S. If you have more questions about parenting style differences or any other parenting questions or stories, leave me a message at 646-926-3243 and be sure to let me know if it's okay to use your voice on the show. Or send an email to parenthood at quickanddirtytips.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Project Parenthood on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
or wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch you next week. Project Parenthood is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Cameron Lacey. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze. And it felt a little like... (laughs) Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. (laughs) Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.